Hello and welcome to the Guys Like Us podcast. This is your host, Tyler Brondag, and today I'm joined with Craig Dennison, author and founder of First 15. Stay tuned. Welcome back, everyone, to the Guys Like Us podcast. Thanks so much for joining today. If you're a first-time listener, thanks for hopping on. I appreciate you checking out the Guys Like Us. If you're a long-time listener or if you've tuned in before, thanks for your continued support and hope that you enjoy this episode today. If you have not done so already, I'd appreciate a review on iTunes or Google Play, however you find your podcasts. Today's conversation is with Craig Dennison, who's the author and founder of First 15, a daily devotional resource consisting of scripture, reflection, musical worship, and a call to action. I'm excited about this podcast. Uh, You're going to hear a lot more about Craig's personal story um, and how First 15 came to be how it is today. Uh, It was in a low point um, that gave him inspiration uh, to what First 15 is today. It can be exhausting trying to give yourself affirmation. Uh, Craig explains this feeling, and I know I can resonate as well. So as a result, he found the need to have quality alone time with God, something that we can all incorporate into our lives. If you're not uh, already spending uh, 5, 10, 15 minutes, whatever that looks like in your life, um, it, it's important for, for your personal growth, but also your relationship with God. And we'll hear a lot more about relationship and the importance of that in this conversation as well. He chats about the early times of First 15. Now there are over 100,000 people, uh, subscribers, followers, and the different platforms are tuning in. Um, But during these early times, uh, it can be tough, it can be challenging. um, But there is one word that kept him on course from the beginning. So now the mission stays the same, but the vision is of greater importance and focus. Craig continues to make it easy and accessible for people to have quality alone time with God through email, podcast, and a mobile app. You'll hear a very cool expression and phrase um, that Craig mentions in this podcast as well. So without further ado, I'm going to turn on over to the conversation with Craig Dennison. I guess first, I just want to hear bit more about your pa- your personal faith story and and really how first 15 uh, came to fruition and came to light yeah absolutely absolutely so I grew up here in Dallas as the son of a, of a great pastor father of a wonderful church here in Dallas um, so growing up I saw my dad model time alone with God every day um, he had a mm-hmm. desk in his closet actually so we literally would close the closet door and go and pray as uh, Jesus asked us to do mm-hmm. in Matthew. And um, so I saw that modeled every day when I wanted to go bug him. I'd knock on his door and interrupt his time alone with God often. Um, and so, but it was a pretty normal high school kid. Um, normal, loved sports, especially basketball. Mm-hmm. Got really into music in high school, playing in bands and playing shows around and kind of found a love for music. So I went away to school actually to study music primarily. Um, and while I was there, honestly just reached a low point uh, I think this is pretty common in college. You kind of reach a spot where you kind of wonder, okay, what is my life really going to be about? You know, I kind of need to transition my faith and my life from being what my life should be to what do I want this thing to be? What do I want my faith to be? Um, who is God really? What is my faith really? And kind of reached a low point at that spot of 
being exhausted by trying to earn affirmation and affection every day from the people around me, um, just was exhausted hitting the ground every single day running, trying to get people to love me and like me. And, um, so at that low point, uh, I just got done playing guitar at a, at a worship service, our campus worship service. And, um, was sitting in the front pew of the church that the service was held at and just prayed this really honest prayer of God. I don't know what to do, but I know you know what to do. So tell me what to do and I'll do it. Just really not eloquent, <laughs> um, as I think a lot of good prayers are, just honest. And so in that spot, this is going to sound probably a little crazy, but I felt like I, the Lord spoke to me in that moment. And what I felt like I heard was not audible, but inside I felt like I, I heard this phrase, it needs to be just me and you for a while, is what I heard. And I realized that the Lord was, I knew it was God, and I knew he was asking me to separate my life my pursuit of affirmation from people and seek value in him instead. Then you just separate out my pursuit of, of people and, and go after a relationship with him instead. So um, I didn't know how to do that, to be honest. And so looked back on that rhythm my dad had practiced and thought, well, I'll try spending time alone with God. That worked for my dad. Maybe that's something I could try out. Just created space to do that every day and found that quality time alone with God changed everything for me. It brought freedom from sin to a level I'd never experienced. It brought joy and peace. Um, it brought a level of wisdom and a level of insight and vision to my life I'd never had before. Um, just meeting with God and honestly changed every facet of my life. And so practiced that rhythm throughout college, graduated college and started work, felt called to serve my dad who had started this nonprofit um, here in Dallas. And felt called to serve him with some marketing and strategy skills and some some video skills I picked up. And so I started to do that. And while I was there, I honestly was working on the weekends, traveling, leading worship, planning on building up a traveling worship ministry. That's more my background. Um, and felt just called to start this daily devotional to help people find this rhythm that I had found that had changed my life and spending quality time alone with God every day. Um, and so first of team began right there in that spot as a faith thing of, Lord, I feel like you're calling me to help people spend time alone with you. Um, what would that look like? What would the content for that be? The format for that be? And started um, the process of, of really beginning to, to form First of Teen into existence and beginning to send out the very first ones. And, and now sitting here today of uh, being able to help uh, a little over 100,000 people spend quality mm -hmm. time alone with God every morning is, is a dream come true. Wow, wonderful. And, and um, what, what I uh, really loved about, uh, about not only your honesty sharing um, your, your, your prayer, but just the honesty in the prayer itself. Um, mm. And I, I think that's, that was uh, maybe, I, I don't know, I think sometimes that, that definitely hit, uh, really hits me. I, I try and formulate, and I think a lot of us do, try and formulate these really eloquent sounding prayers. What are the, you know, and I even catch myself doing it looking for the you know what's the, the best most effective way to prayer to, to pray and um and yes i i think it's it's all good it's all good when you continue to seek and learn and and look for more in your prayer life um but i i don't always think that that has to come in complexity and i and i love how you, you mentioned it uh, actually came in simplicity um and in honesty and a lot of times we like to do more things but um actually i think kind of that the spending time alone with god was um, something that I think can be can seem really foreign to people actually because their only mm -hmm. maybe experience in in experiencing God is in church or, or maybe mm -hmm. it, it is in you know it, or it is in school if they're part of a you know a, a faith based school um, so 
Hey, um, no, I, I absolutely love that. And, um, and also just, you know, I, I wanted to kind of transition and, and you mentioned, you know, first 15, obviously kind of was something based out of what you were experiencing again. And I think when we're able to relate back to what has been so effective for us, we're really able to share and get deeply involved and, and, um, and, and share the work that God's been doing in us, uh, and the, and really the process and, and the way that we've been doing it with others. Um, and so I, I want to hear about that. This kind of when this when this first started to launch, you know, did, did this devotional catch fire right away? And uh, I, I guess that's that, that's kind of the first question I had. You know, how were you able to? You know, you you you, you launched this platform, this daily devotional. Um, what was what did those first few days, few, few weeks look like? Absolutely, man. That's a great question. So honestly, the first I think the the scariest part of doing anything is launch day, you know, you put your heart and soul into something and you send it out and you really don't know exactly how people are going to respond. And so, um, we sent it out as really just a faith thing for me of thinking this might be something I do for a while. This might be something I do that, you know, fails, but it's just something I know I'm supposed to be supposed to do. And so, um, honestly the first few weeks we got back a lot of positive response. And so it was one of those things of, uh, I wouldn't say that it caught fire right away. The the growth from from then till now has been just steady. I would say, mm. um, just been steady growth of people sharing it um, that that are getting impacted by it, um, which we've loved that experience as opposed to you know just the the rapid fire growth um, mm. that can happen sometimes. Or um, and so we we've, we've loved that that process. Um, but I wouldn't say it caught fire, but got enough positive response and started getting a handful of testimonies. Um, of people that it was really having a profound effect in their life or in their community or in their family. Um, and so we thought, okay, I think the Lord's really, really is doing something here um, that's going to be important for for people around the world. And so let's keep at this thing. Um, and so, yeah, so that was kind of our first experience. The first few weeks was honestly really encouraging um, of seeing some some fruit right away. Wonderful. So is there is there a word or uh, maybe a verse of scripture or... Um, or even a mindset uh, that you kept in mind when when you first launched, and has that changed now? That's oh man, that's a great question. Um, yeah, I think that the the main word for me, which is shows probably a little bit of a lack of my own faith, is uh, just faithfulness and trust. Mm-hmm. Um, where I was like, okay, I know that I'm supposed to do this. Is one of those things where to not do it would have been disobedient. You know, I don't know if you've had one of those experiences where you don't fully understand why or how. You just know that you're being called to something. Um, and so, yeah, so that word faithfulness was probably the main thought in my mind of in all the references in Scripture when the Lord asks someone to do something and they don't fully understand it. Um, and it doesn't look like it's going to be a big deal right at the beginning, but they just know they need to do it because mm-hmm. God's asked them to do that. And so that was kind of the first word I would say in my mind, the forefront was faithfulness. Hmm. And then now I think that word has shifted to vision to where um, across the last few years, seeing what the Lord has done and really just his heart to pursue his people, that God is not distant, that God wants to meet with his people. He wants to spend time with them. Um, So seeing the way that in which he's doing that, using this, this thing that we've been faithful to create the way he's meeting with his people that has really shifted me from thinking so much about faithfulness to thinking about how can I partner with God in his vision for this and think about, mm-hmm. okay, God, Lord, if this is what you're doing now, have be- I believe that you're in this and believe that you're going to grow it and you're going to 
bring this to whatever fruition means to you. And so God, give me a sense of that definition. Give me a sense of vision of what this thing could grow to accomplish so that I can partner with you in that vision internally and then also communicate that vision to people like our readers and donors. Mm, wonderful. Um, yeah, no, I, I'm reading this book right now. Uh, it's called The Cost of Discipleship um, by mm-hmm. Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Um, and it, there's this one of the chapters, and really the theme resonates throughout the book, is um, the the call to obedience. Um, and it, I mean, even looking and really looking in scripture, the, the, the initial first disciples really just dropped everything and, and followed in obedience um, at, at a time when I think it's really crazy when, you know, this early time Jesus hadn't performed any of these healings or miracles or, you know, shown any, any signs that, you know, that the physical signs that he was, you know, going to, going to, going to be the savior. And, and the, yet they, they still followed from the get go, which I think is crazy. Um, a, a crazy uh, testament to their faith, um, but also I think this this def- this hundred uh, percent is practical and, and 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 real today as we see. Um, I think that's how a lot of the a lot of great and I'm learning time after time. This is how a lot of these a lot of businesses or organizations stop start is is just through that initial uh, this this initial trust that hey you know what this is something that has been put on my heart and it's. If I don't do it, it's going to be more detrimental. If I do, and and I, I think a lot of times the risk we take is if the risk we take is greater if we don't, you know, respond or or, or act on that calling. So, um, and and I That's so good, and I and I love I love that vision component too because I think I don't know. Do you feel I I feel like a lot of times I think we maybe have this idea that vision has to be something that is um is kind of from the get-go you know you're you're mm. i don't know if you've taken any a lot of business courses but for me when i was taking business courses and you know you know what's your mission statement your vision statement and you have to kind of map out your future almost um kind of on right. this on this first day but um it, it's not it, it's encouraging hearing that this is something that um is ongoing uh but 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 also you've been incredibly uh, you've had a lot of momentum and a lot of um engagement and readership um, and viewership, um, you know, throughout this entire process as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, that was definitely true for me of, um, really the, the vision at the beginning is how can I just communicate what God's like to Mm. people, you know, just really focused on each individual piece Mm. of content. And then I think over time vision grows, you know, Mm. and, and I think people that you're, whether it's in business and they're your customers or whether for us we're donor driven. And so, Mm. um, really are, we just kind of our users, you know, our readers as our customers. And so, um, whatever your context is, I think that the people that you're reaching out to selling to ministering to are so much a, a part of your vision. And so as they come alongside you, and they offer, here's what I love about what you do. Here's something that I think could be better. That vision can change. You know, the the main calling is always there, but it's almost like people around me are able to put words to that better than I mm. am often. Um, and maybe that's something specific about me, but mm. I've loved getting to grow that vision over time. Um, and even at times reigning vision in, you know, because something mm. that will try doesn't seem to really be resonating with people. So, okay, that's something that impacts me, but maybe it's not something for this first 15 thing. And so I love the development part of vision. I've been partnering with God as, as that earth is revealed over time. Yeah, no, I love, I love that partnering with God. I never kind of, I never thought about it that way, but it's, it's yeah. really true. It's a, and that's a, you know, it could be a 
the uh, next you know next like trending hashtag or next tweet you know something <laughs> it's 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 catchy i like it um i i wanted to know um you know i think this devotional is uh these on, on the initial glance is so wonderful because you're able to share and connect through a variety of outlets as mentioned you know having script, scripture reflection prayer but then obviously you know having that little mu- musical worship video and then mm-hmm. the call to action kind of this when I had, you know, thought about a devotional, I thought it was maybe a, a verse or two with maybe an explanation. Um, but you've obviously kind of shown a, a different light, and uh, but more so uh, with the, I'm sure, with the intention to connect uh, with different people who, who might take in or receive something um, a little bit differently, you know, just as there's people who are a bit more of audio or uh, audio listener or uh you know, who are a bit more audio, some people who need, you know, visual cues or however that looks. So, um, I just kind of want to know, is that, is that, was that the approach from the get go or kind of take me through why you ended up deciding to, to go with this, this approach? Yeah. Um, so I think from the beginning, the goal was to make quality time alone with God as accessible as possible for everyone. Mm. Um, and so I think a huge part of that is delivering the com- the content in a format that people like to use. Um, and so delivering a guide to a quality experience with God every day on um, the devices people are already using, making it donor funded. And so it can mm. be free. So even just eliminating that barrier of cost because we're all so busy, you know, and so squeezing in time, especially if we try to do it in the morning when the rest of our day is in front of us and, um, you know, our emails barking at us and all the, the commutes in front of us. There's just so much stuff going on every day. Um, so I think trying to squeeze uh, even 15 minutes in the morning is a real challenge. And so for us, we wanted to eliminate as many of those challenges as possible. And so that was the reason for you know making it free, putting it all across platforms. So we started with a website because that was just the easiest way that we could do it, cost-effective. Um, launched an email subscription. And then we had a donor fund, a mobile app, so that we could make our mobile app free um, just to give a more immersive experience with the content. Um mm. And then just this last June, launched a podcast so that we can equip people to be able to have a quality time alone with God on the go. So even if they can't sit down at a desk or a chair and give it 15 minutes, they could do it while they're you know, driving, they could do it while they're exercising, they could do it while they're cooking, whatever it is, they could do it mm-hmm. together with a group of people and listen to it together. Um, and so we've loved getting to deliver it that way because um, I think it just that, that all that exists because God's heart is to meet with his people and God doesn't. He's not the type of God where it's like, okay, to meet with me, you have to do it this this way exactly. Hmm. You know, he just wants to spend time with us, and I think he takes whatever we give him and multiplies the impact of it. Um, he's far more. I think he's a lot more for things than he is against things. You know, and so he's for us spending time with him. However, we'll meet with him, hmm. and so we want to just be able to provide formats that made that possible. And then, kind of the the last piece of it, I think, is um, there's so much great content and teaching out there already that really my goal um, and what I felt was needed in the devotional space was something that was experience driven, where at the end of the time, there's a lot of other devotionals where you can feel like, okay, I read this devotional and I understand this statement of Jesus more. Or I read this devotional and maybe I understand Christian history a little bit more or the way God feels about this certain thing. But we wanted to really bring in worship and prayer to the devotional culture that's out there um, because I think worship helps us get our time alone with God not be centered on us but centered around who God is and what he's like and what his word says have a devotional that's really focused on his character not my teaching 
and then have a guided prayer time so that all that leads you into a time where you're really talking with God, where you're listening and you're speaking with him and, and you're ta- doing that in a way that really applies to your own life so that at the end of this 15 minutes or however long you choose to give it, that you walk away feeling like you connected with him, that that feeling and that sense of connection I think is so foundational to what we were created for mm. and really wanted to create the format of this devotional to, to meet that need. Wow. Wonderful. Wonderful. And, um, this is uh, first 15 obviously i think i'm sure a lot of folks are uh, hopefully um whether they're listening or reading um in the morning uh, time when they're starting their day and uh, it's a great uh, word of encouragement as well uh, as it is a time and um a, a time mm-hmm. for a dedicated time with god as well so i want to know i'm, I'm sure you've uh, received uh, some messages or emails uh, encouraging words or maybe testimonies from uh, from folks who have uh, incredibly, uh, you know, valued or uh, really maybe changed their life, um, want to hear what the the best email or message it, uh, is that you've received. Oh man, that's such a good question. Okay, so I pulled up. I have a, a note that I keep on my desktop uh, from one of our donors and readers and donors. Mm. He sent me this. I think uh, last year or something like that. Um, so it says to Craig, just want to share with you that I so very much enjoy doing the first of team. A friend introduced it to me. And since I started it two and a half months ago, I haven't missed a day. It's so well written. You can feel your heart being poured out in your words. And I love that several times I've been brought to tears and have laid before God and poured out myself to him. You've certainly taught me more about the role of the Holy spirit, which has been a tremendous blessing in my life. I'm 68 years old on a low fixed income, but to share what I can is a blessing for me. I only wish I could give you 20 times what I'm sending. Mm. Thank you again for your heart for God and the way you share with others. This will be a devotion for me until he takes me home. I look forward to reading it every morning when I get up. I turn on my computer, and there it is, verse 15. Thank you, Jesus, and to Craig. You have made a very positive change for me in my life, in his service, Bob. Wow. Just loved that. Um, They sent over with a, I think it was like a $25 $25 gift. And man, I treasure things like that. The fact that God, because what, what that speaks to me is that's nothing that human words can accomplish. Yeah. Yeah. A, a desire to pour yourself out to God and, and to learn more about the Holy Spirit and to experience Him in that way, experiencing the presence of God. And um, all that just speaks to God's desire to meet with His people, which is the whole point. So, really love that one. Yeah, that that's incredible. Um, yeah, and, and you and you nailed it. And it, it's the it's the obviously you know he mentioned the 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 writing and the words, but the I think the biggest thing that struck for me is the heart. Um, and it, that's mm-hmm. something that um, it, you know it, it really can't you know be be of your own doing, um, which I thought was really cool. Is really God has you know put your heart into this for a purpose and for a reason, and that's being shown and. Um, and when we're really able, when we're, you know, when we're called, when we're called according to our purpose and calling, uh, that's, it's very clear. Uh, and I think yes. that's just a, that's a great testament, uh, you know, in, in that short message. So thanks for sharing. Absolutely. Um, just last, last few points here I want to, wanted to, to cover. Um, so you mentioned a little bit, a little bit ago on vision. Um, so now that you have, uh, over a hundred thousand uh, followers and subscribers, uh, which is incredible, um, through the, very, the various platforms that you're, that you're, you know, through the podcast and through the um, the email subscriptions, the website, and everything. Uh, I just wanted to know what is the what is the what does the future look like for First Fifteen? You mentioned that you're obviously partnering with God in this, and uh, it's something mm-hmm. that you're obviously continuously to continuing to discern and to to really kind of read and understand, but. 
with where you are right now, what, what do you think the future looks like? Yeah, so I think the goal really is uh, to have spending time alone with God be common practice among believers. Mm. Um, I think that's really what the vision looks like. And so I, I read this book, I, I believe it was called View from the Top, um, by James Davidson Hunter references this, this idea that culture changes top down. Um, and he has this rule based on research that it takes 10% of a, of a portion of a culture to be able to impact that culture. And so just doing some research, there's around 27 million evangelicals in the United States. Um, and so 10% would be 2.7, so you know, roughly 3 million. So that's, that's really our target hmm. um, is to look at what would it look like to go from where we are now, 100,000, to just year over year um, plan on how can we get this in front of that many people if we could equip 3 million people to be spending quality time alone with God, again, this isn't, we don't get funds from that. It's all free. It's donor driven. Hmm. And so for us, it's just about being able to put this in as many hands as possible. Cause I think as believers, we have this value of spending time alone with God. That's not uncommon to have the value of it, but it is really challenging to practice that value. And so we've loved even getting to resource whole communities of churches to spend time alone with God is another part of our vision of what it will look like to change the culture of a church, change the culture of churches in a region that could change the culture of a region if people are waking up every day experiencing the love of their heavenly father being empowered in that love able to actually go out from that experience able to offer something to the world you know able to offer unconditional love and grace um, and be able to be connected to the heart of god for his people in a way that could help them minister to people around them whatever their context is Hmm. i feel like spending time with god is so foundational to that and so we don't we want to go specifically at helping three million people be able to meet with god every single morning is the goal i would say over time so that we can kind of change make that a common practice among believers so that um, believers can go out every day empowered in God's love. That's, that's, that's incredible. And I'm, and I'm sure with the, with the rate you're going at now and uh, seeing your heart and um, just uh, the, the, the various ways that you're connecting and sharing, sharing, uh, sharing this message. And uh, I'm sure, I, I'm sure at least 3 million people uh, are, are going <laughs> to have the opportunity to uh, spend quality time with God. So um, no, thanks Tyler. Sure thing. Um, and just the last few things, uh, I just wanted to know, uh, maybe a word of encouragement, um, or, and also anything else that's on your heart, uh, for, uh, you know, j- just for, for folks who, who, who may be tuning in, um, or have, you know, made it all the way through this episode. Yeah. Oh man, absolutely. So I think for me, when I heard the subject of spending time alone with God growing up, it felt like a negative thing, you know, like, oh man, I know this is something I should be doing. Mm. Um, like whenever someone says, read your Bible, it's not, it's like the sense of like, yeah, I know I should be reading my Bible or I know I should be praying. And so for me, most of my life, I think spending time alone with God was a should. And I realized that I can't get very far on shoulds. Um, I'm not the most disciplined person, I would say. I know a lot of people that are far more disciplined in their life than I am. And so I can do something for a few days because I should, but uh, after that, I go back to doing something because I want to do it. And I think for me, I didn't allow myself the grace. Maybe I was scared to ask the question of why does spending time with God matter? Why is that even important? Mm. I felt like no one had really communicated that to me. And so when I started to give myself the freedom to ask that question of why does this even matter? Why do, do people say that this is important? Why does reading your Bible matter? 
What's the point of praying? Started to really ask myself and others that question. I found that spending time alone with God went from being a should to a want. And that's when I really started to do it, was when I found that it was going to be fruitful for me. It was going to change not only my life, but make me the person I'm called to be for people around me, whether that's my family or my coworkers or my church um, that I'm a part of. And so spent went too many time alone with God went from a should to a want that really changed everything for me. And just to share this with people, because I think shared experiences is important, uh, that I found that the biggest catalyst to that was when I learned that life is not about what I do, but that it's about who I am, um, that we're human beings, not human doings, mm. and that what we, who we are, we were created for a relationship. That Jesus sums up all the law and the prophets by saying, love God and then love your neighbor as yourself. So that in relationship and loving God and loving people and loving ourselves, that we are living what life is really meant to be all about. And our culture doesn't define our lives that way, but God does. And so mm-hmm. I found the most practical way that I could center my life around this pursuit of relationship first, rather than success or finances or anything else What I create, finding value in that which is so easy to get lost in. Now when I can find my value and who I am um, as the child of God and hmm. when I was cre- that I was created for a relationship that it changes everything and spending time alone with God is really the only way I found that helps me to live that value out every day and achieve the purpose for which I was created, which was for a relationship. So maybe that's the catalyst for some people, but for whatever it is, just want to encourage people to allow themselves the freedom to ask a question that make might, might kind of make us a little bit nervous I think we get nervous asking why because we feel like we should just already know why, you know. But mm-hmm. really ask yourself why does being why does being time with God matter? Why is it important? What's the point of reading the Bible or praying or any of this? I think if you can find your answer to that question, it'll change everything. Incredible, um, completely agree as well. I think when we're able to ask the why questions uh, to to God, to one another, um, to you know even to lead spiritual leaders. Um, I think where it opens up new doors uh, that we um, might have, you know, intentionally blocked off because we didn't we didn't really want to open it up to see what see what was inside. But um, I, I love hearing uh, that it, again. It's fo- uh, God focuses on our identity and who we are um, rather than what we do, um, and when we're able to uh, understand that we're designed for relationship, uh, we can uh, enter into. Uh, maybe a, a new, a newfound love, uh, or and are able to see kind of the 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 encapsulating and the total you know the total life that we're able to have with Christ. So um, again, thank you so much for uh, sharing sharing that word, but also sharing uh, a bit more about your story. Um, First fifteen uh, is incredible, and I'm uh, I've I've already subscribed, so I'm I, I've, I've been enjoying <laughs> been enjoying uh, this this morning time with God myself. Um, and, and you being the facilitator and the, and the guider in this conversation uh, to, to activate and to prompt people uh, into something that they should they should want to do. So mm-hmm. um, that's good, Tyler. Yeah, thanks, man, for having me on. I really appreciate it. Sure thing. And just to uh, just to wrap up, just want to know where people can find you um, as well. You know, you were first fifteen. Yeah, good question. So really, the the funnel for everything is our website first15.org. Mm. That's first15.org. From there, you can subscribe to the email for free. Again, everything's free. So you can subscribe to the email for free. Um, if you're interested in just jumping straight into our mobile app, if that's kind of your deal, you can find us in either App Store. Um, you can subscribe to our podcast if you want to listen to it 
Um, we're also on most social media platforms if that's kind of your deal. Um, we send out links to the devotional every day on our platforms as well as some other content. Mm-hmm. Um, and so everything I do publicly happens through that funnel of first of team and the website's probably the best place to access all of that. Awesome. Thanks so much, Craig. Thanks, Tyler. Appreciate it.